I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us come together and set the energy of this episode. Now you may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, well, unless you're driving or operating some kind of heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. And as usual, a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. In today's episode, we are going to continue to explore ways to decode your past traumas by using the Echo model developed by one of my peers, Alex Howard. Now, if you have missed last week's episode, please go back to the archive and have a listen to part one first, because it is a progressive program. Each step. Builds on the next. Today's episode, I would like to dive deeper into why context is important, and I dare say it's everything when we decode our trauma, and why the circumstances 
May it be internal or external within which the event, the trauma event that we talked about last week, that is so critical and so important. Actually, what determines that is how well, according to Alex Howard, our three core emotional needs are or aren't met. That's the core subject we are going to cover this week. Now we are also going to explore、uh, whether your three core emotional needs were met, and I'm going to offer you some questions and self-reflections of each of these core emotions. So to see how you are doing in your life now, meeting these needs for yourself. Quite frankly, because how well these emotional needs are met for us in childhood is part of which teaches us how to do the same for ourselves in our lives now. To be honest, real impact of childhood trauma is not so much what happened in childhood. Don't get me wrong; of course, it's very difficult at that time. But the real impact. Is how it echoes into our life now as adults. Let me quickly remind you of Alex Howard's echo model of trauma. So the E is for events. That's what I talked about in last week's episode. It can be overt, meaning adverse childhood experiences, the obvious ones, or covert trauma. Subtle traumas may not have been labeled at the time as traumatic, but they shaped you in all kinds of ways. A traumatic event can be a single event, or multiple events. Can be things like cultural norms, but that doesn't mean they are appropriate or healthy. I know. Last week, I have already covered the C as the context of the echo model. Since I received a number of emails asking me to expand on the three core emotional needs,、uh, that is exactly what I am going to do、uh, in this episode. So we will circle back to the context of the echo model in a minute. The H of the echo model, the homeostatic shift that happens in our nervous system, how we can end up in maladaptive stress response, which really perpetuating the cycle of suffering by continually recreating those experiences in our lives. Now, after the H, then we will talk about the O of the echo model. The outcomes about how the impact of this dysregulated nervous system is then creating all kinds of echoes or ripples happening in our lives now. So, without further ado, let us dive deeper into the context within the events that happened. Why it is so important? Why context? Is so important because two people can experience the same events,、um, i.e., emotional neglect or physical violence, but have very different outcomes. 
without overly simplifying things. To be honest, ultimately, we have three core emotional needs, which I'd repeatedly say they are not wants or wishes. Just like our physical body, the need for oxygen, food, water, they are fundamental to our survival. So, for our emotional body, getting these three core emotional needs—safety, boundaries, and love—met—are fundamental for its healthy development. So, needless to say, how well these needs are met is what determines our emotional resilience. And our emotional resilience, my audience, is our capacity to face difficult events, but not be so negatively impacted and shaped by these events. So, as you know by now, the three core emotional needs are safety, love, and boundaries. When we talk about boundaries, we are referring to basically the, the capacity to say no, and also our capacity to say yes. Of course, I'm referring to both internal and external boundaries. For internal boundary, I'm also referring to whether we can say no to our own maladaptive behaviors. Or habits. If, as a child, we were told our no was not okay, we weren't given a sense that we could have our own autonomy, as well as our sense of differentiation. Then that would have an impact. Or it may be we have been taught it's not okay to say yes, to go for things we wanted that might be a sign of weakness. Or sign of vulnerability, and so on. What boundary ultimately is a delineation between self and others? So you think of boundaries as physical borders between one country and another country. So boundaries within our physical body or our immune system, things an external thing that is a threat to our body or something that is part of our ecosystem. Edges and boundaries, physical boundaries as well as emotional boundaries. For instance, our whole life is determined by what everybody else wants. Opposed to what we want, it may also be an inability to commit or follow through. Maybe following through to certain、uh, behavioral changes, such as quitting smoking or drinking. We are not good to saying no to ourselves, or we are not good in saying yes to what we want or need. Therefore, my audience. Healthy boundaries help us develop in a healthy relationship to the people around us and our relationship with ourselves. At this time, I would like to share a quote from Prentice Hemphill.、Uh, he is a movement facilitator and somatics teacher and a practitioner. 
he once said about boundaries, and I quote: "Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously." Unquote. All right. Second of the core emotional needs is the need of safety. Now, emotional safety as children, we learn through our nervous system co-regulating with other nervous systems. So, let's say we are a small baby. We are held in the arms of our mother or father. Or grandparents, well, basically any caregiver, and that their calm arms of our caregivers, settled and relaxed nervous system, tells our nervous system that we are safe, and so our nervous system soothes and calms us in response to that. But. If the nervous system that we are merging with are constantly agitated, in the last episode I gave an example of a young child's mother who divorced her husband, and the trauma the mother was experiencing wasn't teaching the child that they are safe. So, as children, we are depending upon our primal caregivers all these co-regulations. And then we learn through how well or not so well to self-regulate our own nervous system. So this is our capacity to soothe them ourselves. So if we are overstimulated by the environment, the capacity to let ourselves know that we are safe and that we are okay, and to come back to that place of inner. Holding, so my dear audience, if we aren't taught that well as children via the co-regulation, we may well then struggle with self-regulation in our lives now as adults. So you can also see how, if we are able to self-regulate our nervous system, or we co-regulating with other nervous systems that give us a sense of safety. Now we can have difficult events happen. That's life, right? But we come back to this safe place. It's like a soft place to fall. So we may still fall, of course, but the place we fall is soft and gentle, and it holds and nurtures us. Okay, the third of these core emotional needs is the need for love. Now, this is not just knowing that we are loved as an idea; it's feeling loved in our hearts and our emotional body and in our physical body. And one of the things that made us feel most loved as a child is our caregivers are genuinely available to have time for us, and are interested in our lived experiences, and they are adaptive and responsive, but not rigid. Now, mind you, it's not that they spend time with us to what they want to do; they spend time with us. Doing what we want to do. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Last episode, I already mentioned it's not about spoiling or have our children rule the house. But there is a basic foundation of a child's needs being important, and there is a loving, kind, caring, soothing, nurturing quality of how that is met. And if that's not done the way that is respectful, responsive, nourishing, then guess what? We learned that as children we are not lovable. Or maybe what happens is love that is given based on what we do or achieve. So if we achieve really well in school, then we get love. Or maybe it's based upon how much we do for others. Let's say if we are helpful, giving to somebody else, and so we get love for that. That means love is a conditional thing, which, as a child as well as an adult now, is a crazy making, because we always having to strive to try to win this love, which is a need for us to be able to have healthy development. So. How well we receive or given love as a child sets up and determines our relationship with ourselves as adults. Now, so my dear audience, if you find yourself having a harsh or cruel or critical relationship with yourself, either in the way you talk to yourself or the way that you treat yourself. That's often a sign of love deficit as a child, because you learned that you deserved to be treated in that way, or that you are not enough as you are, and therefore there is a constant sense to having push yourself to become that way. Now, to be honest, I don't think anyone has a perfect childhood. And by the way, the perfect childhood is not just constantly getting love without the healthy boundaries and safety example. So I believe that there's a bit of pendulum swing with the recent generation. Somehow they believe there was a sense of not enough softness, sweetness, and love, and too much of the boundaries, like too much discipline. So、uh, the former children, they are parents now. The pendulum swing is that what you now see is that more of the love, and there is not enough of the healthy boundaries. For instance, the discipline and the structure, and so there can be a sense of over entitlement. Without learning how to be healthy in the world, and without developing that sense of I can do it, because I have been taught the boundaries, I have been given that I have got the capacity and the strength to do the things I want to do in my life. Well, my audience, as we have been saying. How well these three core emotional needs were met determined how much we were impacted by the events that happened, and shaped how well we are with ourselves in our lives now. 
and whether or not, therefore, we are somewhat emotionally resilient and able to meet the bumps, or, as I often say, the curveballs life throws at us, or we are more easily impacted and knocked over by the curveballs. So, my audience, our time is up, and I won't be able to give you the self-reflection questions this week. But I promise you, I will give them to you in the next episode. So, thank you for spending your time with me. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O dot com. Mm-hmm.